Hello and welcome to the webinar series from Digi India Squad. This is M and M, just two girls hanging out with each other. I think six years ago when we met on a common platform, we were working together on a couple of projects, podcasts, and 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 many of those things. But what bound us together for, was was completely something else. We had kids the same age, and we were talking about food. I mean, you know me, I'm Mansi. Um, I'm going to allow Monica to introduce herself now. Hey, Monica, you there? Yeah. Hi. Hey. Go on. Great to finally get started on something. Actually, we've been um, in touch. So we were there on the common project, of course. But once we went our separate ways, we we were in touch. And um, whenever we got in touch with each other, you know, we'd be spending one one and a half hour on the phone. <laughs> and always talking about uh, we need to do something together we need to do something together and it's taken us 6 years to get here so i am so excited about this and um, uh, the reason we decided to do this uh, webinar series was because um, both of us uh, have um, an alignment with uh, with local organizations and i have a very specific interest towards the non profit side and the social profit organization side and mansi has worked a lot in the regional space in rural areas and uh, so uh, and considering that you know we are in that post um, lockdown period where a lot of small organizations are struggling we just felt that you know this is a very good time to lend our support and you know contribute to making it a little easier for small organizations and for uh social profit organizations through our common expertise which is digital marketing Fantastic. so uh, yeah so uh, so that's why we are here and um, to introduce myself uh, i'm monica so i'm the other m <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um i have uh, so i started off my career in the it space and 7 years there and then i took a break where i reconsidered all my options and decided to go back to a very old love of writing and uh, you know took up a formal course in technical writing and then started off with projects from home um then later on um that uh, turned into um, a passion to get into the larger picture understanding that the part i was doing was a very small role in the whole digital marketing space then i took up a formal training there became a faculty and that's when i actually met uh, mansi yes and from there on many of my old clients actually became my clients for digital marketing as well so i've been on the digital marketing right since 2014 and um, i have worked largely with smaller organizations and since the last two and a half years i have been working with non-profits and um that's where i feel that i uh, do my um most productive work and um i and and the, and the reason is, is i just feel more aligned with certain um um kind of philosophies so um so so that that's 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 me basically so I'll tell, now i'll i'll tell i'll, I'll, I'll tell them what monica is <laughs> So six years ago, I'll tell you what uh, bound us together. I was one person who was like, you know, ice cream, dosa, and Monica was like, fruits, vegetables, and I'm like, why? Why are you killing yourself like this? Okay, and then she was the one um, 
who did things and and showed me where i think that's the time when she moved to becoming a, a vegan i must say okay that's that's something that she wanted to try uh, and uh, she told me um, how she has done some small little changes in her lifestyle and how it has taken away a lot of unhealthiness in her so that's the bond that we had because that was the first time i was hearing any of my friends talk about being healthy and putting things together using food not even exercise okay using food so i was quite excited uh, when she talked about those things i'm still trying to incorporate i am not there yet i still love ice creams okay but i think uh, that's something that you know i mean even after 6 years she hasn't let go of me she's still like like this morning when i was having breakfast she was still like i'm like vegetables in the breakfast and she's like eat fruits bowl of fruits so that's the bond that we have um and um I think a couple of uh, days ago when we met um Monica is consulting for a couple of uh, social organizations and uh, as I told you she is somebody who will go after happiness it's not after love okay if after passion it's it's not um, um like uh, a career money bigger organizations no she's like i'm happy doing this and she's changed her careers also i've seen that okay uh, moved from it to content and then to digital marketing and then to social media so um she is just the person who's like you know i'm i'm happy doing these things so that's how she started consulting she changed her lifestyle believed in certain values and now she only works with people who share those values so she's got the experience of working with um, some of the smaller and the medium sized uh, ngos npos um anybody who really wants to bring that difference in the lifestyle and in the society so when i saw that um i want to say that you know i mean she specializes in that that's her niche so i was like do you even understand that you're probably the only one doing this and she's like yes i do and i'm like why are we not talking about it you're specializing in this you you know the in and out of it right so i think the need of the hour was the small and uh, medium businesses uh, the social angle to it as well and i think uh, the post covid era is going to be uh, the atmanirbhar part of it you know um, being self sufficient and that's what we want to talk about uh, more as to be incorporated in our everyday lives and definitely for the businesses so that's how we're going to start this podcast sorry uh, this webinar series um So I'm Mansi. I come from a journalism background. I have uh, done PR. I have done corporate communications, media relations, internal communications, and I have moved to digital media only in the last ten, eleven years of my life. Uh, mostly social media. And today, I still believe in organic. Yes, I still believe in organic growth. I still believe that social media is for uh, being social, to connect with people, to build that relationship. so that's what i specialize in so let's start with this webinar series monica yeah yeah sure okay so um i i have this very basic um, question see even today when we talk about digital marketing or social media okay when we talk to um somebody who the clients want to hire or any resources or any agency for that matter the first thing they ask you is definitely objectives thankfully we have moved from that phase so they ask you for the objectives and the next question immediately is what are your budgets it's all about ppc it's all about advertising it's like we should do it on this platform no 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 the other person will say we'll do display ads we'll do search ads i was like is digital marketing or social media for this space especially the social space is it just that 
yeah so so that is true um many times when you go for a consulting um, project you know in the um uh, in the initial meetings the questions do come like this and many times people are talking about the channels versus the larger strategy and where you want to go you know like very surprising like you said that you know they ask for objectives when objectives should actually be coming from the organization and you come up with the plan and uh, and you know what will get you there the strategy and how you will get there and many uh, organizations and not just in the profit uh, non profit space in fact i've seen uh, they they want to do the things they see other people doing and they don't see the huge amount of work and money that has gone behind that simple piece of copy which they see online which they are at that point not willing to invest in they do not have the talent to get it done neither are they willing to pay to get it done so and and but they want the result right so so it's, it's so the initial meetings are often about helping people uh get a balance of expectations what is actually required to get those kind of results and to help them understand that okay within and the budget has to come from the client right so um <clears throat> again so in the case of the um non profit space the budgets are so much tighter right they're just very tight and very often they the marketing team is just a bunch of people who uh, were maybe you know they've just moved people around within the organization from different program teams and you know got them together under the marketing role and not even provided the necessary training true right to get them at a level where they can deliver well on on a marketing role so uh, one you have the constraint of budget then you have the constraint of talent right and then you want fast results and sometimes you want guarantees even before the project starts so it's a it's a like you really have to the first meeting is very it's actually you can say it's almost like an educational thing Right. right so you really need to explain because i think one is of course you know because all this hubbub about digital marketing and making it look like magic versus traditional marketing where you know when we started off in the digital marketing space uh, even when we used to teach you know the first uh, few modules used to always be traditional versus digital so while it is it is yeah while it is an advantage but it is not magic at the same time right so so the first meeting will definitely go towards that and and some things that really help here are um having some you know references and testimonials to support the work you've done and uh, one thing which i have seen that in the non profit spaces the referrals really make a lot of difference that's a true. way to get in true and uh, <clears throat> relationships our relationships are important everywhere i would mm -hmm. say that but especially so here in the non profit space um because you often just get work you know through connections True. and uh, they make a huge amount of difference and then proof of your past work and all of that so 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 that's how it is initially for the non profit as well see um you've spoken about budgets you've spoken about the tight resources and and not even trained one not even like experienced one it's as you said more like you know yeah. the programs and they moved into uh, this role under what context should the ngos or the npos should even take up digital marketing do they need one and and what is that particular context they should even look at digital marketing 
the context, if you say, is it's, it's very similar to a for-profit organization, actually. Uh, in this case, just the stakeholders are different. And, and the difference is that here you're doing it for a cause, something that you personally believe in. In fact, I feel that every person should at in one point of time in their career work with a social organization because it's a great opportunity to learn because you know what with the dearth of talent and you have to kind of do a lot of execution and uh, and and your scope for experimentation is also more um, so you get to learn but at the same time you know um, you can see yourself being part of the bigger picture which we often miss out on a for-profit organization and when you see the groundwork that is being done you feel like a direct contributor and that makes you a much more responsible citizen and a better human being. So that experience really adds to your life, I would say. So I would definitely say that they should do that. Coming back to the context aspect, uh, whether we are talking about branding, right? Even today, there is a lot of competition in the nonprofit space as well. You open up your Facebook feed and you're like swarmed with ads and all of that. So there again, you need to kind of stand out and People must understand what you're about and what you stand for, right? So brand awareness, fundraising, your donor relationship management, your event management, um, uh, the volunteer management, online reputation management, you take brand advocacy, public relations, all these things are as important for a, a non-profit like they would be for a, a for-profit organization. So in all these uh, aspects, if you see, um, uh, digital marketing has a huge role to play, right? Because, they, because today with more and more people being on digital devices, if you see, I think, the analytics of any website today, uh, people are uh, coming in using mobile devices so often. And, you know, like it's like more of a 70-30 ratio now. Right. So, uh, so your, you also need to kind of understand that people have moved to a different kind of space. And while the value of face to face uh, meetings and events is not lessened in any right. way, and especially right. in the uh, nonprofit space, these are very important um, uh, points where, where, you know, fundraising happens for organizations. But it is extremely important that to understand that people get to know about you through multiple digital channels. So in every context, it's as important for uh, an, a nonprofit. Yeah. See, um, when you're talking about the context, you just kind of told us about the stakeholders, right? Because there are too many here, as you said. Uh, it's, it's not like one has the ownership because I think donors are also equally uh, the owners because it's their money and then they want to know how um, it, it, it moved. So if I, and, and then there are volunteers, right? So you've got uh, people who manage it. Then there are uh, the employees, we call them, who manage the programs. And then there are volunteers who actually make it big. And then there are donors, right? Too many people. And there are partners. There and there is the government. <laughs> So um, yeah. if we have to look at mapping a journey, okay, the donor journey or the volunteer journey, because all these things have to reflect and they have their own journeys, whether it is to get on board, yeah. whether to, uh, it is for, uh, for the NPOs to hire somebody, uh, the NGOs to hire somebody, which is a big uh, task anyway, to find the right set of resources or, or you know, get volunteers on board, um, the, the people power part of it. It's so difficult. 
okay and each has a very different journey and yet um, the ngos only have like you know particular platforms so it's one facebook page or probably uh, one instagram account one linkedin page one snapchat account uh, whatever that they're using it's a single platform so how do they even reach out to this variety of people how do we even map their journeys um again not very different one thing which i have realized working with uh, uh, non profits is that the difference is largely in the messaging and i think like you know i, I yesterday i was just thinking about this that you know uh, in the corporate space we say that you know b2 b2b businesses must learn from b2c because you are ultimately selling to a person so i really think that uh, non profits too and and actually the um, the way non profits operate today is very different from how they operated maybe 5 to 10 years back because a lot of processes have come into place and it's better regulated than before but even so there's a lot of improvement which is required because many things are fairly theoretical they don't really translate into action on the ground mm-hmm. um but but if you see if if we have the buyer's journey that side and here if we take the donor's journey it's very sim- similar like for example if at the top we talk about the awareness phase right so right. Uh, in the awareness phase what are we looking for here the potential donors need to know about a nonprofit right so if somebody who's keen on on donating or let's say it's near the it, it's the tax period and they want to make a donation for the tax exemption or uh, or a corporate wants to do that how are they going to start it all starts with an online search right as in the case like you know Anywhere. google has become a verb isn't it like google it google it it's like a verb so that's like a way of life today mm-hmm. so again it starts with online search or it could start with maybe some third party websites or a crowdfunding platform like a give india or 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 you know global giving or something like that or it could be media coverage Simple. right so um events or it could be a cold call from an organization which doesn't get great results <laughs> anyway but but many organizations are still doing that so that's your awareness phase all your digital assets are going to play a very crucial role for example the website itself then all the information that you're sharing on your website uh, so uh, for example if i am a donor mm-hmm. um and i know many people who are um, like once i got into the non profit space a lot of things changed within me and i started appreciating the work they do and also appreciating the uh, the the tough job of fundraising it's not easy to fundraise right not everybody can be that sales person and and it's the same kind of thing but except that you're doing it for a cause here right. so um so it's so um okay why did i raise this point i forgot <laughs> why did i compare it with the with the sales thing ha huh, yeah so right so coming ha uh-huh. so like there are a lot of people like me and when you give a donation mm-hmm. you you are sometimes skeptical because there are so many scams also going on at the right. same time so even when somebody is in the awareness phase you know and they they let's say they find out okay so and so organization is there and i'm interested in say funding some child's education and i'm going to lo- go look at the website and try to see you know whether it's a transparent organization uh, so for that you need to ensure that you have the right kind of things up on the website right you right. need to have your annual reports Most there your newsletters yes. there your program details there um the impact report reports performance reports all of these things have to be there on the website for people to kind of check you out 
your case right. studies, your success stories, your, all of these elements have to be there. Uh, the board members, the management team, who are these people behind the organization that gives a lot of credibility to the organization. So all your digital assets ultimately play a huge role. Um, uh, so th this, this could actually be put under the interest phase where you have kind of, you know, um, decided upon a particular organization that, okay, this is one and I want to check it out. So again, here your digital assets are playing a big role. And then you come to your consideration phase or your decision-making uh, period. And there again, in the case of corporate, you know, the organization will, uh, and this is the point when the, when an individual donor or a corporate has actually got in touch with an organization. And then, you know, they are going to send out a proposal if it's a corporate, but even if it is an individual, he's not going to come in just because he saw your ad once, right? He's not going to just believe that you are a do-gooder and, you know, everything is in place. He's going to check you out. And, and here again, your social media pages, your organization profile, your donor history, and all the other things that we keep working on are going to matter, isn't it? So all of this has to be part of the picture. And then, um, and, I, and I have seen this myself because I am managing the social media for some organizations. And I see that a lot of requests coming through the social media organizations were both from people who are the recipients of their services as well as those who are supporting and uh, even when you look at the kind of engagement it gets you know people are just very happy to see that okay there are organizations who are doing something for a group of people who are underprivileged or who where where the government has a has say a policy but is unable to uh, you know actually make a, ch a change on the ground and these people actually are the bridge so they really appreciate that element, that bridging element. So, um, so it's very important for you to be there so that when, 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 uh, some, when somebody is coming to uh, fund your work, they have something to see. Okay, how are you using the funds, isn't it? So all, again, it starts there. Then your relation, then after your purchase, uh, uh, at the time of your purchase, making sure that you have an easy donation process. That that itself does not become a bottleneck. True, and true. making sure you have uh, the right kind of payment methods. Now everybody is using mobile wallets. Everybody has UPI. So just, you know, reducing the barrier to, um, for donations, all those elements become extremely important. And then uh, after the donation phase, which I think organizations are the weakest, hmm. is maintaining that relationship. relationship. Yes, yes, that's the tough part. So, um, yeah, turning a donor into a recurring donor or into somebody who makes a larger um, a donation or, um, or just maintaining the relationship. For example, I was just talking to some of my customers and saying that, are you calling people during this period of lockdown, especially those who are seniors and just asking them how they're doing. Right. Because, uh, so these are, you know, small things that can be done, which are often not thought about. And, and, and I mean, it's important to make sure that you are not reaching out to donors only when you need money. You are True. also reaching out to them, you know, uh, when uh, just to, you know, kind of keep them informed about certain things and to update them on certain things. So, so that relationship management aspect is uh, something which is very important in the post-purchase, not the post-purchase, the post-donation donation, uh, phase, yeah, yeah. right? 
and which which and your utilization reports these become important like corporate demand of utilization definitely but even individuals definitely. need to be given and that's why crowdfunding platforms have the utilization aspect as part of the platform right true true very true so very if true. you see it's not very different it's right. just it's, that the stakeholders change and the accountability changes and the accountability is extremely high for nonprofits because uh, you can really lose if you lose a donor it's a big thing it's just big like thing. you know it's harder to get acquire one. a donor easier to retain a donor it's the same principle Perfect. yeah see um see when i worked with the um, ngos and the um, npos uh, but i i had the privilege of working with the larger ones so uh, funding was a little uh, much much more easier probably but um, the one thing that we were all very careful about was the online reputation okay mm. um so what part does online reputation management play uh, for the smaller npos or the ngos oh very big part and uh, and a lot of ngos are very cognizant of that risk which is why many of them actually don't want to come on social media because they are not very sure about how it will play out mm, and i think it is also because uh, see when somebody uh, very confident comes in and says i'll manage your social media and i know like you know what are the risks involved and they are happy to kind of give it to you like a consultant but unless they have an expert in house they are very um, edgy about getting into it because then they're not sure they'll be able to navigate it very well and which is why many times in some ngos you will see that they have a page but it's it's not it's like it could be there is not there it doesn't it's not really making a difference because they're not very committed to it it's dormant almost dormant but they're very very aware of the risk and of course uh if you see a, a bad review or if somebody says and i have seen seen this for some non profits where you know they'll say oh this is the worst place to work or you know they don't treat the people well imagine something like that uh, coming up and if you leave it unaddressed i mean of course people can have different opinions sometimes you're doing your best even then you may get criticism that is quite fairly understood but if you leave it unaddressed just imagine like it's just amplifies on social media right Definitely. where i mean it's it's like uh, lighting a fire so and not having any control on it so it's extremely important that uh the reputation part of it is maintained another thing which i wanted to point out here mansi was um, i have seen uh, organizations getting criticism for certain kind of things one is the use of progressive language uh, which which a lot of organizations in india are still not there you know even organizations that have been in that particular niche for a long yes, time yes. like for example um ensuring that instead of saying disabled person you say person with disability you use the term survivor and not victim so these things now when when uh, a visitor comes to a social media page and even a person a service recipient if i if i see that they may forgive you for bad quality video wrong grammar mistakes spelling mistakes even but they will be very hard on you if you have used any insensitive messaging or terminology and i think that's quite understandable hello Great. you there yes why no because you suddenly blanked out oh sorry is is that what it is looks like a network issue um mm. see i think uh, the orm is uh, 
something that, as you said, well-managed. And as, as people say that, you know, it's not negative reviews is not the problem. Unaddressed negative reviews is the problem. That's, that's always been the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if that is what ORM, uh, uh, that's the role that ORM plays, then what role does the integrated marketing play for NPOs and NGOs? Because you've already spoken about how, um, you know, the first contact is generally people talking about it, uh, probably face to face, and then people coming back and searching for it. So it's a little different because it's not just the searches, right? I mean, that plays a major role. So how does integrated marketing play uh, uh, a role? What role do they play when it comes to NPOs and NGOs? See, when you have a large organization, then I think when they have the team and the talent uh, to kind of execute uh, all their marketing in a very integrated way, where they have um, their um, their PR and their event management and the fundraising team and the marketing team, you know, all aligned around the same campaign, talking about the same language. I have seen it work. There are organizations that do, some organizations that do it really well, like, you know, Akshay Patra, I really admired their marketing approach. Um, so, and there are other organizations as well who do it very well. But uh, uh, even with working with like a, a, a medium uh, size organization of about 200 to 250 employees, I've seen that unless you have a fully fledged marketing team, it becomes very difficult to manage an integrated marketing approach. Like, um, uh, and very often I've seen they um, uh, nonprofits are unable to work according to a calendar. Um, and one of the reasons, honestly, I think is because giving is still an afterthought for people and organizations. Like I have seen people giving like say a stall to a nonprofit mm -hmm. with, with an approach that, you know, like you're doing it as a favor rather than as a social responsibility. It is still not there in us. Actually, it is still yes. not there in us. Very yes, honestly, yes. it is not there in us. So, True. and nonprofits do jump on these opportunities because they will get these last minute. I have seen this myself. They will get the last minute approvals and sanctions and all. And they just try jump on the opportunity because even though the budgets are tied and there is a lot of uh, resource crunch, they have very ambitious uh, targets. So the fundraising team has ambitious targets. So they are also under pressure. So they also jump on this and, and the calendar then just goes all over the place. You know, it's like, so, so that's, that is a very genuine challenge having an integrated marketing approach. And, uh, um, and, and I think it, it also has a little to do with the leadership on how they drive the importance of having an integrated marketing approach. Because um, even in organizations that have department specific, usually uh, it, there will be like one person doing the marketing as well as the fundraising or another person who's working on the relationship management, but also goes to run the events. So right. it's because they have such few people, right? So obviously only so much can be done by one person. So, um, so it's very difficult to drive an integrated marketing approach. And in larger organizations also, it's, the, the departments seem to work in silos. So you need a leadership also that you know, drives the importance of that integrated marketing approach and helps the teams align with each other and do it that way. I feel that this is one of the biggest gaps in nonprofits, I think, yeah. Wow, okay. That's quite a bit of um, introspection, actually. Um, there are two things that uh, we discussed today. One is the very fact that uh, whether you're an NGO, whether you're an NPO or a profit-making or a business or whatever it is, 
your digital presence is important because that's where people are going to talk about you. Um, that's where people are going to search for uh, somebody like you. So it's extremely important to have a digital presence, but more importantly, it's very important to have a very healthy digital presence. So that's, that's, and yeah. it's, it's, it's a must for any NGO or any um, NPO, because I think it'll cut that much of work from your end. You don't have to like go, I mean, how many people will you approach? Right. There is a time when people will want to search for people like you, like-minded people, or, or they want to donate or they feel very strongly for a cause. Okay. Um, and the second thing that we definitely uh, touched upon in today's um, session is um, the paradigm shift in the attitude itself. As she said, mm. uh, we have got those corporate events and it's only the last moment. It's like, we'll give you a stall. So that um, attitude is not going to work. It's our responsibility and it should be the first priority, actually. I think that's, that's what needs um, to be addressed here. And that needs to be addressed from an individual level, the attitude change and the um, you know, change of wanting to be there and being socially responsible is something that has to be taken up um, individually. So thanks, Monica. I think um, that was really good uh, session. I think I got to uh, hear quite a bit of things. Uh, which I think two years ago is when I had uh, worked with a couple of NGOs and that's all like, you know, coming back and how we used to just run around and, you know, we've got volunteers and we've got donors coming up. So um, quite a bit of uh, juggling, but uh, I think having a very strong communication skill. Okay. And as, as she mentioned, um, the leadership skill, if you have really strong leaders who can, who, who know how to get it done. Okay. There's multitasking everywhere. No doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt about it. But if they have their priorities uh, right, if the leadership has their uh, priorities right uh, from the point of running an NPO or an NGO, I think it's mostly taken care of. Right. So um, yeah. thanks so much for this, uh, Monica. I think this was a good uh, thing. And I'm so glad uh, we put a date to, you know, talking about this. I'm so glad we started. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure this is going to um, help quite a bit of uh, NGOs and NPOs. So what I want to say is um, if you have questions, if you're an NGO, NPO, if you're an individual who has a passion for doing something uh, at a social level, all you have to do is get in touch with us and we are happy to um, answer any of your queries. If you have questions on digital marketing, on communication, anything that you want to, then please get and in touch PR, with us. And PR, because Mansi is an expert in PR. <laughs> Right. So, so if, if, if any of these, you have a questions, just uh, get back to us. Um, we are available on Digi India Squad. I'll just repeat that. It is D-I-G-I-I-N-D-I-A-S-Q-U-A-D at gmail.com. So that's Digi India Squad at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn and Instagram as well. We are still setting it up though. So you'll have to wait for that. But yes, we uh, look forward to hearing from you. I'm pretty sure when you look at this, um, you will have loads and loads of questions on how can you crack it um, and donor retention, volunteer retention, and how can you ensure that if there's a social cause that you're passionate about, you want to see it go viral. You want people power to put that in place. So we understand the passion. How to do it is something that we will crack it for you. Thank you so much, Monica. Let's wind up this session for today then. Yeah. Okay? Great, great. It was wonderful getting together like this. And as you said, we would love to hear from people and address their questions because that is the goal of this uh, webinar series. We want to help as many people as we can. So please send us your questions. Perfect. 
Thanks, Monica. See you then. Good day. All right. See yeah. you next okay. time. Bye. 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 Bye.